Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thanks, Steve, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Today I'll be speaking with a relatively new RVer who has already identified a way to start a business on the road, helping others to find fun things to do while they're traveling. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on every topic. There's no wrong time to get started. So for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. In fact, if you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift for someone with an adventurous spirit, give them the dream of a full-time RVing lifestyle. Enroll them in RV Dreamers Journey today. Michael Anderson and his partner Andrea started RVing in August. Prior to that, they both had director-level jobs in the hospitality industry. Originally from the Midwest, they moved to North Carolina for work a few years ago. They enjoyed their jobs, but now in their late 40s, Michael and Andrea realized there was a more adventurous life waiting for them on the road. The final straw was when Michael got a decent raise at work the same week his landlord raised his rent by an almost equal amount. For Michael, it felt like they were spinning their wheels with nothing of value to show for their effort. So they bought a used 2001 Dolphin Class A motorhome and hit the road with their pet dog, a pug named Bruce Lee. Michael and Andrea are both starting online businesses to support their travel lifestyle. Andrea plans to offer what she calls manifestation coaching to help women set goals and lay a foundation to accomplish them. Michael, on the other hand, is starting a website to compile information about various events that our viewers may be interested in enjoying wherever they may be. For example, his Traveling Gatherings website will include a hodgepodge of events such as RV shows, local fairs, festivals, RV rallies, and farmer's markets. He also wants to add motorcycle camping opportunities to his site. He just set up his website at www.travelinggatherings.com and he's busy working to fill it with various events. To tell us more about his business and his first impressions of their full-time RV lifestyle, please welcome Michael Anderson with Traveling Gatherings to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Michael. I appreciate the time. I understand you're a new RVer. How long have you been doing this? We said, uh, my girlfriend, our dog, our fur baby pug, Bruce Lee and myself, we all left Asheville, North Carolina on August 8th of uh, 2022. So we're what they would call newbies. So we are super excited to be on the road and exploring this beautiful country of ours. Absolutely. Where did you leave? We left from, so we're originally from the Midwest. However, we spent the last year in Asheville, North Carolina, up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I had taken a job out that way. And uh, yeah, we absolutely loved it, but we knew there was more out there for us. So yeah, it's just, it's been a heck of a journey so far. Asheville is a beautiful 
part of the country. I spent some time there when I was full-time RVing myself. That's awesome. Yeah. And we were like, we were in Biltmore Village. So I, every day I would just stare at Biltmore and it was so lovely to be living in. Did I hear you say that you had a pug dog and you named him Bruce Lee? Like the Correct. Kung Fu guy? Exactly. So he, and this, so my girlfriend and I got together in 2020 and she had already had him. She's had numerous pugs in her life. So that was the deal maker was when I first met him, he like ran and just jumped into my arms. So we we're best little buddies and oh. yeah, he keeps me up at night snoring, but I retaliate on occasion. <laughs> so you've been kindred spirits. Let's just say that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Super. So have you been doing any work camping jobs while you've been out traveling or have you been supporting yourself some other way? So we both, and it's a together story of my girlfriend and I both were director level in hospitality. So we had been doing the corporate grind and we took this as a chance to discover ourselves and what's next. We're not at retirement age yet. We are in our late forties. So we're the first couple months of, we have a little nest egg set aside and we develop con companies while traveling. And that's what I'm currently doing is developing a website as well as developing her website. And we're just being self-employed. With that said, I'm actually excited to try camp hostings. I've met some camp hosts that are amazing humans. And I'm like, I have the idea of sitting still for a little bit, if most beautiful picturesque area, but we haven't really gotten too far down that path quite yet. What kind of companies are you developing? So I recently started, it's a website called travelinggatherings.com. And what it is, it's, I, my background is in a, as an event planner and I've been in event planning for 20 plus years. And it was something that I, within the first month of being on the road, I realized that we are set up for a lot of boondocking, dry camping, and it's great to be in the middle of nowhere to get that sense of just solitude. But at the end of the day, I'm still a human and I crave that human interaction. And I realized there was nothing in that space that was just dedicated to event listings for RVers and a grander scope, digital nomads, your van lifers, et cetera. Through, I honestly went to bed one night after hanging out with some fellow RVers, woke up the next morning, had the name and went to GoDaddy and turns out that .com was available and I just got to work immediately. So that's been, yeah, that's been the last two months, three months of my life is just plugging away, developing a WordPress website. And, and then my girlfriend on the other side, she does station coaching um, and a lot of professional coaching geared mostly towards women. She's always been GM, vice president, et cetera, and always had staff of 100 to 150 people that always looked up to her and just putting people that might not have had that those men, she stepped in and filled those shoes. So it's funny, she's been gone from the workplace for about six months now and still gets calls weekly from old staff being like, oh my God, how do I handle that? So it's, uh, that's just been her life work and it's something that she's really passionate about. So yeah, we're just, we're a little startup RV plugging down the road. I have never heard the concept of manifestation coaching before. What does that? I, how do I say this politely? It goes in one ear, out the other with me. <laughs> I have to have her on, but honestly, just setting those saying to yourself, today's going to be a good day. I'm going to get that job. I'm going to check off goals X, Y, and Z, and just laying the foundation to get to that point. And just really looking at whatever the individual's current issue might be and how to best overcome that. And then just a lot of positive reinforcement and just really just empowering these people through whatever means necessary. So uh, and yeah. As a dad of daughters only, my daughters would manifest into different creatures from time to time. And so I wondered what that term meant. And I like your term better. 
Yeah. Once again, I'm like, oh, babe, okay. Did you want, where'd you, what'd you want on the banner? Okay. I got you. What type of events are you listing on your website? I'm doing a, and it's not a hodgepodge. I'm a couple of months into it, but obviously RV shows are huge and RV shows you can find on probably a hundred different websites on the internet. It's a great SEO tactic for anyone who falls into that realm. But something larger than that is your rallies, your gatherings. Something that I found really quickly was farmer's markets, that it was something that we'd go to the, the Albertsons or Walmarts or Myers, wherever it happened to be regionally. The thing that was missing was just getting good produce. So that was something right. like just getting as many farmer's markets on there as possible. Turns out I'm one person and we have 50 wonderful states, so... I'm not as caught up as I would like to be, but it's something that we're just constantly plugging away. I also recently started adding motorcycle camping on there. I was out outside of Joshua Tree and met a guy who lives and travels full-time on his motorcycle with his dog. I had never heard of this and I was fascinated with it. And uh, so I immediately was like, there's an audience out there. Let's help them out too. I am trying to be as all-encompassing and as inclusive as possible. It's something that I get messages from people that are 25 who just bought that van and they're doing the van life thing to being in RV parks and had a neighbor who was in his mid eighties and he's full-time with his wife. And it's something that kind of taking events that could cater to everybody. It's a, a lofty goal, but I feel like it's something that everyone I've spoken to, they're like, thank you for doing this. I'm getting a lot of people reaching out saying, I wouldn't have known about the, God, there's a Pahrump balloon fest that happened mm -hmm. while I was in Pahrump. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to see some balloons. And we're in Palm Springs. There was a, something like, it's just me plugging away, putting them in, getting a lot of referrals from people I meet camping, as well as, uh, just, I get a lot of messages via social media, direct email, et cetera. I can um, see so just really trying to just get as much in there as possible that would benefit those who are not only full-time travelers, but those that, you know, go out a couple times a year and they're like, Hey, I want to go to, uh, the, we were talking pre-show that you're from Wisconsin. Like I'm going to Wisconsin Dells and sure the Tommy Bartlett show or whatever that was, that's fun. But what's something I can do with other people who might not be able to get those vacation times. So yeah, just kind of trying to get people to find that community while traveling. I can see that going in all kinds of different directions, state fairs and county fairs and every community, at least in Wisconsin, has a summer festival at some point. And so I think this would be a great opportunity or a great resource for our viewers to plan out of the way kinds of fun things for them to do. Exactly. I mean, if in the last, I don't know, probably I, I was raised by hippies. I don't know if that's a good or a bad term, but Exploring your own backyard has always been huge. And it's something that, I, as we talked also, I'm from Chicago originally, and there was just going into Wisconsin. I finally went up to Northern Wisconsin and the UP near Houghton and up in that area about a, two years ago. And it's, this is right here. And I just never explored it because I would always go to Madison or Milwaukee or Starf Rock going south to Illinois. And it's just like being able to know that these cool things are going on around me. It wasn't for being bored and during COVID as well. I had a lot of time on my hands being in hospitality. So I was able to do some more research, but yeah, but absolutely. And it's something that that's my third tier of the development of the website. First is just letting our viewers know that, Hey, this thing exists. Um, second is I'm already talking to a lot of planners for the RV shows and your rallies and gatherings. I've already got communications going there. That third tier is hitting the Chamber of Commerce for there's thousands around the U.S. And you're saying, hey, if you've got your whatever Fourth of July fest or your first Friday's art walk or whatever those things are that are local, 
there are RVers everywhere and there are people everywhere. So it's, there's what, 11 million people that own RVs. There are a lot of people out there that could benefit by doing that. So that's, you're absolutely right. It's such a great way to support local communities. A lot of these are their county fairs that is volunteers putting this on. And I am grateful for them. You had mentioned that you had a career in event planning, and I know that there are a number of work camping jobs out there with these large resort campgrounds that are looking for part-time, limited-term event planners. So I think you might have an option to go to work for some of them, too, helping them with their winter activities and things like that, that they're planning for their guests. Yeah, absolutely. We were in somewhere in Palm Springs. I mean, I, we've been in Southern California for going on two months now. So I, they're all blending together. Sorry if the, not that they're not unique, but yeah, but there was a, one campground that was very interested in. I just mentioned, I, and granted, I was working on things like the Super Bowl. So it's a little bit different than like, a, hey, we're going to do auto aerobics, but still it's the basic concepts are the same. But yeah, no, there's, it's absolutely something that's out there and is a great opportunity for myself or for anyone. And it's funny, like I, I did a lot of staffing for events as well. And the thing I would tell people is you don't need any experience. You just have to be nice to people. It's like the easiest thing. Hey, did you have a great stay? Awesome. How can we make it better? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you are parked in California right now. Or are you going to be here all week? We're heading in, we're heading towards Yuma and Quartzsite. I have yet to experience what is the big tent show that is on my bucket, as well as all the different gatherings and rallies and everything that goes on around it. I also have an uncle who travels on a class B. He lives up in South Dakota, but leaves South Dakota as soon as first snowfall hits. So I believe I'm going to rendezvous with him as well as some other friends of ours that we met while traveling. So we're going to spend the holidays together and whatnot. So yeah, we're just staying in the Southwest for the time being. I've got to fly back to Chicago. Uh, at some point, trying to find a good airport that can get me back to Chicago in the winter. I'm looking for a direct flight. So Great. that's my evening activities. We have plenty of those here in Phoenix. So yeah, come on down. Yeah, exactly. What are some of the places you would like to visit in your RV? The two areas are, so to back up, prior to us purchasing this RV, I had also converted a shuttle bus in 2019 and 2020. So we'd gone out for about three months with that, and I'd never been to Utah. And we made it to Utah, did Four Corners, did the uh, Monument Valley and Bryce and Zion and all that. Um, and that was amazing. The two areas that I've not explored extensively are the Pacific Northwest and the Northeast. So obviously not very close to each other. We're doing the routing right now of how we'd love to be in the Northeast for the fall, but then also Pacific Northwest is just, I've been to Seattle a bunch for work, but it's always fly in. You're there for 48 hours, fly to the next city. So just being able to explore like Mount Rainier, just that whole area is absolutely exciting for us. Also just South Dakota, we're, we are uh, down south, we're in Sioux Falls. So we haven't been able to explore Rapid City and just the Black Hills. I've been there before, but once again, it was for work. So it was really just a, and that's the other thing I love about the RV travel and the RV life is that we're driving slow. We are going as slow as possible. And just being able to see and just meet the locals and feel the locals and being able to have an opinion of they've got a better pie than that place over there or whatever <laughs> the case, just having that relationship with the people who are born and raised there is just so huge to me. And I absolutely love that part of it. And what attracted you to this lifestyle? It's something that I, I have traveled a ton for work. In my professional life, I was raised a very large family by a single mother. So our vacations were pack up a tent and go hit a state state park somewhere. So it's always been ingrained from, it's funny, 
my great grandfather, I found out while I was converting the shuttle bus, he had actually made, he had 10 kids himself. So they had the old station wagon and he built this trailer behind them. That was like a teardrop, I would think, but all it was a mobile kitchen. And it was just something that I didn't realize how far back in my family camping and just being on the road went until I started talking to some of my aunts and uncles. They were like, oh, you're just like your great grandfather who passed before I was even thought of. And so it's just something that has just always been there. I love the outdoors. I was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago, but spent 26 years inside the city of Chicago where that is a rat race that is every single day. Everyone's goal is how can I get one over on the other guy? And it's a jungle. Part of that. Oh, it's a hundred percent a jungle. And it's something that I thrived in. I did really well in, but there just, I think it was probably about 10 years ago that I was like, this is not, this, this isn't the long game. I cannot sustain that sort of mentality. And that was where moving to Asheville, I had a job opportunity out there and we jumped on it and we absolutely loved it, but it's okay. We're not ready to settle down yet. There's a huge country and we've, once again, we just want to go see it. And what's the best way to go see it? Sure. We can fly everywhere. We can stay in hotels, but that adds up. We're not retired yet. So it's like, how do we take, how do we live tiny? The idea of that tiny life is something that the less stuff, more journey here. And I know that's probably for YouTube channels right there. Just how do you downsize our lives to experience more? And that was the main goal of it all was just, let's just take it in. We had reached the, as high as we could go on the corporate ladder without purchasing things ourselves. And that wasn't fulfilling. What was fulfilling was going to DuPont National Forest and looking at waterfalls while being in North Carolina and, and driving the Blue Ridge Parkway. That was my road that I took to and from work every day. That right there gave me peace. It gave me that sense of belonging. And this was my thing. How do I be in nature? How do I experience the open road full time? And obviously there's YouTube videos and blogs and everyone's saying, oh, it's easy. You should just do it. It turns out it's not as easy as I thought, but it's a challenge that I am so 100% up for. And I just watched a truck drive by with their honey wagon. And I'm like, oh, that's something I didn't know I had to do. So it's just something that it's been, a, it's been extremely fulfilling. We have met, and I said this to someone recently, that while that time in Asheville, we spent a year there. We had some friends that we had made that randomly were from Chicago. And that was good. They're like, oh, you're from Chicago, me too. But the, we never found our people there. But a month on the road, full-time RVing, we found 30 people that are, those are our people and we keep in touch. We have a reason we went to Joshua Tree is some friends of ours are like, hey, we're hanging in Joshua Tree. Come hang out in the desert for a couple of days. We're like, cool, we'll see you there. And then we're spending holidays with some other friends that have just become really good friends. And it's something that the commonality being like, these people are crazy, just like us. Like living in a vehicle? Do people do that? I know the Chris Farley bit of living in a van down by the river, but Honestly, it's amazing. It's, and I wouldn't give it up for the world right now. You hit on something that I think is really important. And you made that comment that less stuff, more journey. And it is remarkable. If you can adopt a minimalized lifestyle, how many more doors it opens for you because you can go anywhere. You're not tied to a mortgage. You're not tied to a big expensive house. Got this option to just go wherever the wind blows you. Exactly. And that was the catalyst too of us buying the RV is it all happened in one week. So I had received a raise at work the same day I got a raise, our lease was about to renew and our landlord was raising our rent like 400 bucks a month or something. And it was pretty much to the penny what my raise was. 
And I'm like, I got my more money because I work really hard. And yet I just have to give it to someone else. I'm like, what if let's look at other ideas. And so we came up with this idea and we were in a situation where we could do this, where we're like, let's take whatever it's going to cost us a year in rent in our current rent in Asheville. Let's take that cash and buy an RV, a used one and pay cash for it and just be done with that monthly overhead. And that, that was the thing. And then each of us, when we first started dating, she was in a 2,800 square foot apartment or townhouse. I at one point had a 3,500 square foot house <laughs> by myself, four bedroom, three baths, two kitchens, two living rooms by myself. I realized I never left two rooms. It was the kitchen and the yep. living room. And oftentimes I'd just sleep on the couch. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go upstairs. So like, why am I paying for all these utilities and all this? And because I had that much space, I went ahead and bought a bunch of stuff that I never used. So I had that room that's like, I, my grandmother had that room where you never sat on that couch because that was for guests. I had that room and I didn't even really invite people over. I'm like, it's just stuff. And then going from, yeah. And so that was part of it too. It's like, all right, so we, we, we were making great money, but we, nothing to show for it because we just had a bunch of stuff that we couldn't go on vacation because we were tied down to making payments on things. And I was like, let's just reverse that course. And let's just, yeah, let's just rethink it and re redo our lives. What kind of RV did you settle on? We uh, went with a class A it's a 34 foot. It's an old, oldie, but a goodie. It's a 2001 dolphin RV completely gutted the inside of it. The outside still has its, is a little bit appealing and whatnot on the outside, but honestly it's uh, the Ford V10 engine. Um, something I did not mention is I also via YouTube taught myself woodworking. So I have. All the woodworking tools you can imagine that are up in a storage facility in Lone Rock, Wisconsin. However, it's just something that I'm also a project guy. So that was part of it too. I'm like, we can buy something used and I can make it something livable and beautiful. And it's really a gorgeous. The interior is gorgeous. I do like it being a little worn on the outside because people stay away from us. It's so some when you're on the desert, you're like, hey man, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> It's my own security system, having a kind of a worn outside. Did you have to make any modifications to the RV or make any major repairs before you could use it? Yeah, we honestly, we ripped up, it had carpeting and it was brown and dark. We, every single surface on the interior has been changed. And that, that took us about three months. I, I, I no, we bought it Memorial Day weekend and we hit the road August 8th. So whatever the, that. I guess two months of just go and yeah, getting rid of the carpeting, putting in hardwood floor or linoleum floor, you know, whatever the, the composite would look is painted every surface, changed out curtains, took out the old, they had that couch and dinette, got rid of all that. So we've got a, a mid-century modern couch and then replace the dinette with kind of a bar, like breakfast bar that we can also use a workstation. So it's just something that we just, we knew it was just going to be two of us. The family that owned it prior to us, they had five people that were living in it for about three months. They had, were making a journey from Idaho to Chattanooga, Tennessee, or Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's where we purchased it from. And we were just amazed that 105 people fit in here. <laughs> three kids, three, three younger kids, two adults. But yeah, but we just made it so that it's our little condo on wheels. And yeah, every day we're just, it's funny at night, got the candle going. We're currently uh, decorated for the holidays and we're like, this is amazing. This feels, it feels exactly like our apartments that we had together prior living together, prior to getting in the RV. Unfortunately, my girlfriend, Andrea has quite the interior decorator touch. I do not. And I'd say, what do you want on this backsplash? She'd pick the stuff and I'd put it on and she did a lot of, we, we rolled up our sleeves and got it done. That's great. You had mentioned 
another thing that is changing dramatically in American culture, and that is the ability for people to work anywhere. And you realize that you were tied to a job that was dead end. You loved it, but there wasn't really going anywhere unless you wanted to spend a lot of money getting your own kind of resort or something to that effect. So you tapping into this ability to work on the road, wherever you can get electricity or an internet connection or whatever the case might be, just opens up even more possibilities for people. How old did you say you were, you and Andrea? I just turned 48 and Andrea is 46. Okay. That's about the time when people realize there's got to be more to life than the life I'm living. And they start looking around and seeing what other options are and realize that there's a lot of life to live if we would just be a little bit more flexible and change out of this mindset that we have to work a corporate job or live in the big house or live in the same community that we've lived in forever. So I applaud you for stepping out of your comfort zone to embrace this. No, thank you. And honestly, it was something we looked at. So both of our parents, both sets of our parents are retired and something like my mom, my mom is the biggest cheerleader in all of that, which I just applaud her. Karen, thank you so much for that. But it's something that if you wait for retirement, life is short and you never know when it's going to expire. So it's like, why wait until I'm 65 or probably by the time yep. I get to that age, it's going to be 75. Who knows? And it's something that all of them have some sort of physical element now where they can't go do that stuff. They're, they don't have. And so it's just and like Andrew's parents love national parks. They've been to a ton. She, her book, she's got the national park pass book or whatever the thing is, and it's filled, but they can't go on those long hikes anymore because they're just getting up there on it's, they don't have the energy to do it. And it's let's go do it now. And let's, if cards are dealt that aren't going to be positive later, so be it. But I can't, I'm not going to be stuck in that grind and feel unfulfilled just because everyone says I'm supposed to. I'm also a great rule breaker, which <laughs> my mom will also tell you all about. Never been to jail, nothing serious. Just you say, don't go over there. I'm going over there. We know that. It's just something that it's, yeah, it's pushing those boundaries. It's not it's doing what we're told to do. We're, yes, we are not married. That's something we'll probably change relatively soon, but it's, we never had kids. We never, we're definitely going, we're working off our own path. And that in, by, it turns out our own path is the path of a bunch of other people that are doing this too. And we're only being inspired by it. There is more passion when you're walking in your own path. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Michael, this has been interesting. You've provided a lot of great advice for people who are in the same shoes, who are realizing that there is something more to life than what they're living. And you've proven that it's possible to just go out and do it. And it's not that difficult. You just said it was challenging, but it is possible for you to adopt a different simplistic lifestyle and go out and really enjoy life. So I thank you for sharing that with us today. Absolutely. And the one thing that, and uh, just a kudos to Work Camper News specifically, is like the my number one anxiety moment leading up to this was the number one thing is if you're not ready for retirement, how do you make money on the road? And it turns out there is this little website yes. that has that answer. That's right. <laughs> and many places you can get your housing taken care of because they'll provide a free campsite for you to work 30, 20 to 30 hours a week. So that isn't a bad deal. Yeah, exactly. So thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck in 2023. 
and have a very Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you so much, Greg. I enjoyed speaking with Michael Anderson, the founder of Traveling Gatherings, for describing his business venture and sharing his plans for embracing the RV lifestyle. He grew up camping with his family and loves being outdoors. Both Michael and his partner, Andrea, enjoy traveling, but staying in hotels all the time was cost prohibitive. They eventually realized that if they scaled back their lifestyle, they could have more journeys if they weren't devoted to accumulating more stuff. As they got older, Michael and Andrea both realized climbing as high as they could on a corporate ladder wasn't nearly as fulfilling as hiking through a national forest and looking at waterfalls. So they started researching what it would take to live a mobile lifestyle by subscribing to several travel blogs and watching YouTube videos. Despite living in well-populated areas, Michael never really found others who shared his affinity for being outdoors. Ironically, within a month of launching their full-time RV lifestyle, Michael and Andrea found 30 people who shared the same passions and interests they do. Rather than wait until they were 65 to retire and start RVing, they changed their lifestyle now to pursue a better life under different rules. It's a decision neither Michael nor Andrea have regretted making. So I wish them the very best of luck as they start their own businesses and a life centered around accumulating less stuff but enjoying more adventure. Be sure to check out Michael's website at www.travelinggatherings.com. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with a community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next week, I'll be speaking with a woman who coaches clients to cottywomple by being open to limitless possibilities and traveling purposely toward unknown destinations. It will be a great interview that can get you thinking about what could be in 2023. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Until then, I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas as we start counting down the final days of 2022. Thanks for listening.